You're listening to Pastor Tate Thronson and the Castleview Baptist Church Podcast. Castleview is an exciting, growing church in Castle Rock, Colorado. Thanks for joining us. We pray you'll be encouraged by today's message. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 9 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the most important message you will ever hear. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you can be saved. I want to talk to you for a few moments about that word saved. He says you, we can be saved. What does it mean to be saved, you might ask? Saved from what? Well, I might... Remind you to be saved, according to the Bible, means that I can be saved from the sin that is within me. Saved from the despair in this world that is around me. Saved from the hell that awaits me. That's what it means when we say saved. When the Bible says you can be saved, you can be saved from your sin, you can be saved from the despair of this world, you can be saved from a future eternity in hell. You see, to be saved means that every sin that I have ever committed has been forgiven by God. Not only that, to be saved means that Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit of God comes to live with inside of me. And not only that, to be saved means that when I die, I will spend an eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be saved. Somebody might ask you, maybe they've asked you before, are you saved? What does that mean, am I saved? It means that every sin has been forgiven, that Jesus Christ lives inside of me, and that when this life is over, mark it down, I am absolutely confident that I will be in heaven for all of eternity. That's what it means to be saved. Now, here's the problem. Most people don't see the need to be saved because they don't realize what it is that causes them to be unreconciled with God. For instance, the Bible says in the book of Romans, we read from Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 5 says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world. Now let me stop right here and say this. We don't have a problem identifying the fact that we live in a messed up world, right? I mean, just... Turn on the news, not that you like to do that, but if you did, walk around, just see what's going on in this world, in our country. It doesn't take very long to realize that this world is messed up. That's what the Bible says. Sin has entered into the world. Here's the problem that we have acknowledging. The rest of the verse. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and therefore all have sinned. Here's where we struggle. I don't have a problem saying this world's messed up. I have a problem saying I'm messed up. 
And here's what I want to help you understand about salvation, being saved, becoming a Christian. It starts by not just recognizing a global problem, it starts by recognizing a personal problem. That there's not just sin out there, there is sin in me. That's what we need to be saved from. The sin that is in me, not the sin of my parents, not the sin of this world, not the sin of the culture, but the sin in me. And the reason why we need to be saved from that sin is because without Jesus Christ, we have no hope. But I want you to understand tonight, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time it is, I want you to understand that you can have hope, that you can have confidence, that you can leave this tournament today realizing that not only did I have a great time, but I became saved. (laughs) That my sins that are keeping me from heaven, that my sins that are keeping me from Jesus Christ, that those sins have been forgiven, and now Jesus, the Son of God, lives inside of me. And when this life is over, I will go to heaven to be with Jesus Christ. I want to tell you how you can be saved today. And the question that all of us, every single one of us, adults and young people alike, need to answer is this question. Am I saved? Am I saved? You don't need to necessarily be responsible for finding that out from the person sitting next to you or in front of you or behind you or the guy on your team. This is about you right now. Am I saved? Am I saved? How can I be saved? Let me give you these three things and then I'm going to pray and we're going to be done. If you want to be saved today, number one, you need to recognize this. That salvation is a personal decision. Salvation is a personal decision. The Bible says in that verse that I read to you at the beginning, Romans 10 and verse number 9, the Bible says... Thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Listen, life is a series of decisions. And there is no salvation unless you make a decision. A lot of people think in this world that just because Jesus died on a cross for the sin of the world, that that universally, that universally, everybody's just going to be automatically washed from their sins and get to go to heaven when they die. But that's not the case. Listen to me very clearly. There is no salvation unless you make a decision. The gospel demands it. The cross demands it. The Bible demands it. Jesus demands it. You and I must make a decision. And we cannot waver on that decision. Well, I hope that I'm saved. I I hope that I'm going to heaven. I, I hope that everything is right between me and God. No, no, no. You can't waver. You can't hope. You can't straddle the fence. You cannot be indecisive. You need to believe in your heart. Jesus Christ is who he said he was and that he's died for your sins. Do you believe that? Have you made a decision? I'm not talking about the decision your parents have made, your friends have made, your church has made, someone else. I'm talking about you. Have you made that decision? Have you made that choice to believe in thine heart? Think about that word believe means. It means an act of conviction. Conviction. I believe with conviction. 
That this is not about feelings. This is not about emotions. This is about the conviction of our hearts. And the conviction of our hearts is something we do by faith. By faith. With conviction, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in Him historically. I believe in Him factually. I believe in Him biblically. The Bible says here, if you believe with conviction in your heart, believe what? That Christ has risen from the dead. The reason why He mentions the resurrection of Jesus Christ because if there is no resurrection, there is no Christianity. If there is no resurrection, there is no salvation. If there is no resurrection, I am wasting my time this afternoon. That's why it says you've got to believe in the resurrection. Because the resurrection is the totality of the gospel. If you believe the resurrection, then you believe what the Bible says about Jesus Christ. But if you deny Jesus died and rose again, then you can't believe the same Jesus of the Bible. That He was sinless, born of a virgin, lived a perfect holy life, went to the cross, died, three days later, rose again from the dead. That is the gospel. That is the conviction. I'm not believing in a church. I'm not believing in faith. I'm not even supposed to, with my heart, believe in good moral living. No, my faith, my belief, my decision is about Jesus Christ. Who He is, what He came to do. How He died and rose again. That's what salvation is. It is a personal decision. A decision that I believe in my heart that there is sin in me and my sin has a price that I cannot pay. And thank God Jesus Christ willingly loved me enough that He paid the price that I could not pay. And all He asked you to do, look right here. Make a decision. Make a decision. Believe in thine heart that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. It's a personal decision. Here's the second thing you need to know about salvation. It's not only a personal decision, it is a public confession. I'm going to read the verse again. He says you've got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Here's what also he said. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Confess with what? With your mouth. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Listen to this. What the heart believes, the mouth confesses. Always. About every issue of life. If I'm a Tar Heel and Hornets and Cam Newton fan in my heart, you know? What my heart believes, my mouth is going to confess. I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to be annoying about it. I'm going to tell the world about the fact that I hate the Denver Broncos. What the heart believes, what the heart believes, the mouth, the mouth confesses. Listen to me. Look right here. Here's salvation. Salvation is this. Believe in your heart, personal decision, publicly confess it. What your heart believes, your mouth better confess. Salvation first is internal, but the Bible says then it becomes external. What is done personally will become 
public. In fact, he reiterates it in the next verse. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Well, what is it that I have to confess? Well, he tells us what you have to confess. If you confess Christ Jesus, the Lord. You want to be saved? You have to make a decision that I'm going to confess Jesus Christ is the Lord. That He is the only Lord. And that He is now my Lord. Look right here, this is very important. It's not enough to say, well, I believe Jesus existed. It's not enough. Well, I believe Jesus died. That's not enough. Well, I, I believe Jesus rose again. It's not enough. There's a confession that has to happen in your heart that says, I believe that Jesus is mine. He is my Savior. He died for my sins. I accept Him as Lord in my life. A public confession. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him should not be ashamed. There is no such thing as a secret Christian. No such thing. He said, whosoever believeth in Me, whoever is saved, will not, will not be Ashamed. It is a personal decision that becomes a public confession. And do you know why God wants you to confess Him publicly? Because He died for you publicly. Publicly, He bore your sins on the cross. Publicly, He died in shame. Publicly, He said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they do. He publicly said that. And now, Jesus Himself says, Whosoever shall confess Me before men, Him will I confess before My Father. But whosoever will deny Me, Him will I deny before My Father. Salvation is personal, yes. But it's public. It's public. I am willing to identify with Jesus. I am willing to be a follower of Jesus. I am willing to let the world know that I believe in Jesus and that He died for me. Here's the third and final thing I want you to know. Salvation is not only a personal decision. You've got to make a decision. Nobody else can make that for you. Your pastor, your priest, your mom, your dad, nobody can do it. Only you can make that decision. It's a personal decision. It is a public confession. What the heart believes, look right here, the mouth confesses. It is a willingness to deny yourself, take up the cross, follow Jesus publicly. Here's the third thing about salvation. You ready? Salvation is a powerful transformation. I'm going to go back to the verse one more time. He says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, there's public, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that's personal decision. Here's the powerful transformation. Thou shalt be, what? Saved. Saved. There it is. We're back to that wonderful word, saved. 
saved. When I believe. When I confess, there's a powerful transformation that takes place in my life. And that God-empowered transformation is called salvation. Salvation, the gift of God. The transformation of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man believe and confess Him as Savior, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's he talking about? He's talking about a change of your life, a change of your past, a change of your present. Hey, it gets better. A change of your future. Salvation is a powerful change. It is a life transformation. God wants you to experience through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the question that we have to answer is, am I saved? Have I made the decision? Have I confessed Him publicly to my family, to my friends? Am I unashamed to believe in Jesus? Because if that's true of you, your life will experience a powerful transformation that's called salvation. So look right here. The most important question of the day is this. The most important question of your life is this. Am I saved? Am I Christian? Have I made the decision to publicly confess Jesus Christ as Lord of my life and experience the grace and forgiveness that He has to offer? I'm going to tell you this story and we're going to pray. I live in Charlotte. Charlotte is a sports town, even though our sports teams are not that great from time to time. One, one big sporting venue in our town is NASCAR. Uh, NASCAR stands for Non-Athletic Sport Centered Around Rednecks. <laughs> That's what it stands for. And I am one of those. In fact, I pastor a bunch of non-athletic sports centered around rednecks. I have a lot of people in our church that serve as pit crew members. i got a crew chief. We've got... Uh, one driver and his family, and so because we're right there at the racetrack in Charlotte, we, we have a lot of those uh, guys in our church, so it's big, it's big. We live right beside, our church is right beside Charlotte Motor Speedway, and uh, so we like to go to the races. All right, so there's, there's a NASCAR driver that is very much beloved in our city, even though he's no longer living, Dale Earnhardt. The Intimidator, the driver of that Chevrolet Monte Carlo number three, Del Earnhardt. Some of you know the story. Del Earnhardt was running in the Daytona 500 in February of 2001 when, on the last lap, coming around turn number four to complete the race, he got in a wreck. Another car hit him from behind. He slammed into the wall. People realized something was wrong. They, a couple of drivers got out of their cars. Even his son, Dell Jr., who 
had already finished, runs from pit row. They realized something was wrong. When they got to the window, they let down the safety net. They realized that Dell Earnhardt had died on impact. It was a traumatic injury that took his life. After more investigation, they realized that Earnhardt had made a choice that day. It was something he very frequently did when he ran these NASCAR races. He's like some of us. He don't like to wear seatbelts when he's in the car. Now, there's this safety device. They call it the Hans device in the NASCAR industry. It's the head and neck safety device. It's actually by law now, it's, it's a part of the rules, nobody can refuse to wear it, but not back in 2001. It was made available to the NASCAR drivers, but you weren't required by the sport to wear it. And Dale Earnhardt never wore it. He hated it, he didn't like it. He felt trapped, locked in, he, didn't want, he wanted freedom as he was driving around that racetrack. Autopsy came back. That had he been wearing his safety device, had he had made the decision to put on that Hans device, his life may have very well been spared. Now, now here's what I'm saying. God has given all of us a safety device. Salvation. Through his son, Jesus Christ. And like Earnhardt, you got a decision today. You choose not to wear it, then there is no guarantees that you'll get another opportunity after today to put on that safety device. But if you'll put it on today, make a decision, publicly confess the Lord, experience salvation, then I promise you, not only will your life forever be different from this moment, but it will be forever different. For all of eternity. Thank you for listening to the Castleview Baptist Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. For more information, please visit us at castleviewbaptist.com.